Welcome to the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast, where we answer your questions and offer solutions about business and career to help you unlock your potential. Here's your host, the guy who knows a guy himself, Michael Whitehouse. Welcome to the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. I'm your host, Michael Whitehouse, the guy who knows a guy himself. Today, I've got a great guest host, Pooja Agnahotri. She's with Biz Admark. And she's got some really great insights in terms of marketing, building a personal brand, marketing strategy, the future of marketing. And we had a whole bunch of fun with this one because at the end, after we finished recording, she started asking me questions. And I said, do you mind if I turn the recording back on? And uh, we did a little a reverse interview where she interviewed me a bit. So a lot of fun this episode. Plus, of course, we always have my last word and some other great content. So listen away and enjoy. Hey, before we get started, I'll share with you something that might be helpful to you or definitely be helpful to someone you know. In these current times, there's a lot of people out there looking for work or having trouble finding it. But honestly, you could be listening to this at any time, and this would be a true statement. There's always people who are saying, oh, I've been looking for a job for months. I can't find one. I'm so stuck. I'm sending out resumes. I don't know what to do. So I'm launching a program called Networking to a Job in 21 Days. It is exactly what it sounds like. It's a program to help people use networking to find their next job in three weeks. It involves a networking strategy, almost a lot of sales type strategies, but mostly the biggest thing it does is it provides accountability and support and motivation to keep you going. Because one of the toughest things when you're looking for a job is keeping your mind right. So you can go to jobseek.guywhoknowsaguy.com. If you need it, definitely sign up. If you know someone who needs it, because a lot of my listeners are entrepreneurs, but if you know someone looking for a job, share that link with them. And if this sounds like something you want to be part of spreading the word about and you want to partner with me, stay tuned. So I'll be talking more about my affiliate program uh, later on in the show. But here is our interview with Pooja Agnihotri. Enjoy it. There's so much great stuff. We have a guest joining us today, Pooja Agnihotri. Did I pronounce that correctly? That's correct. All right. And she's with Biz Admark. Uh, she's a digital marketing and digital advertising expert, and she is currently working on her book, 17 Reasons Why Businesses Fail. So great to have you on the show, Pooja. Thank you, Michael. It's and great to be with you. Yeah, and I'm hoping to share some of, those, some of those stories and reasons why businesses fail, and hopefully for our listeners, ways for them not to fail. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. All right. So what made you want to write a book called about reasons why businesses fail? Okay. So, I mean, the main reason why I thought about writing this book is first, I mean, I come, I, I have a degree in marketing. I'm a business school grad. So most of the people that I know, they have started their own businesses and startups. And many of them have failed badly. <laughs> so it's like, it's very interesting to know that, you know, why they failed and why some of them didn't fail. And uh, in like past 10 years of my work experience, I got to work with so many people. I worked with many clients. And um, so I, will, I saw that, you know, there were some mistakes that many people made. And uh, if they knew that, you know, what they were doing is a mistake, you know, they would have been able to, like, still exist in the industry. Makes sense. 
So I thought, you know, I have so much knowledge about this thing. And um, I have learned so much from my experience that um, I think other people can benefit from. And uh, that was the reason that I decided to write this book. So if you find out someone's starting a business, what's mm-hmm. what's uh, one of the, the first one or two mm-hmm. things you warn them about to, to make sure they don't step into those pitfalls? Oof, there is like so much to talk about. Mm-hmm. Okay, first I'll say um, research. Research is very important. Mm-hmm. I have seen many people who will just focus on secondary research and they'll forget about primary research. But both the research are very important in the success of a business. You know, it's like and, I can read other people's article, I can check statistics on internet, you know, but that actually does not describe the current situation of the market. If I want to sell something, I have to go to that customer and I have to ask him that, you know, what do you want? What kind of problems do you have? How can I solve your problems? So and, that is and, the most important thing. Sorry. And for those who, those who aren't business school grads, um, mm-hmm. when you say primary and secondary research, uh, the primary, mm-hmm. is that like talking to the customers directly and, and reaching out directly versus reading articles and other um, people's content? You know, like um, when it comes to primary research, research, it's like uh, you conduct focus groups and uh, you conduct uh, detailed interviews with people from your target target market and uh, many things like that, you know, where you're like having an interaction with the actual audience when you're trying to get to know them. Okay. As opposed to just you, you read some articles online or yeah. you talk mm-hmm. to someone on the other side of the country, does something kind of similar, yes. getting your own, your own data mm-hmm. to work with. Yeah, because okay. it's, yeah, it's like we can never tell what a other person wants because their needs and preferences are so different than ours. Mm-hmm. And only when we interact with them, then only we get to know. Yep. Um, now, it, and we're talking about interacting. It's I, I assume you don't just mean ask them what they want because uh, mm-hmm. there's a, a great quote from Henry Ford, which is <laughs> which is if you ask the customer I, what he yep. wanted, he would have he would have set a faster horse. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's it's to find out what he needs. You know mm-hmm. what what is the problem? I need to get from place to place mm-hmm. more quickly. Um, a horse is all they know. But if I had another way to get you there, yeah. I mean, like in case of Henry Ford, it's like he said that you know if you ask people, they're going to say that okay, we just want a faster horse. But the thing is, you have to identify the hidden need. The hidden need is that they want something which is more convenient, which mm-hmm. is faster. Basically, does not need to be a horse. If you can provide some other alternative to that, but which is convenient and faster, they're going to choose that. Yep. Yep. But you have to know what the need is. You have to ask mm-hmm. them and not just not just guess. Um, yeah, and I think some people run into the, the challenge also of chasing the dollar. They say, mm-hmm. oh, I, th- I think there's profit there. I'm not really excited about that field, but uh, mm-hmm. I think there's money. So I'm going to chase the money. <laughs> and then they end up in an area they're not passionate about mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they haven't done their research. So the money's not there either. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a very important point that you raised that, you mm-hmm. know, I always say money is not your focus area in a business. It is serving your customers. If you're going in a business, you know, if you're starting a business for the purpose that, you know, I'm going to make a lot of profit, you're never going to succeed. Mm-hmm. Business is like a give and take relationship. I have to do something for my customers and in return, they do something for me. So it's like you have to like look at the bigger purpose why you are in the business. You are not there just to make money. You are there for more than money, and you have to identify that thing. Yep, that makes a lot of sense. And, and when you're all, when you're all about money, people can feel that. 
Mm-hmm, for sure. They, they get that vibe. Yeah, and that's that, that's why I give away so much for free. I did mm-hmm. on my on my uh, Michael's Motivation podcast mm-hmm. recently. I was talking about the fact that I give away almost everything I know for free, and that's why people hire me. Yes, I mean I listened to your podcast, and that was really insightful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. and and it's funny. I, I talk to some of my clients like, well, should I give away this for free? And when should I give away that? I mean, don't give away your time mm-hmm. for free, but you know, but, but what should I tell them this? Should I tell them that? Mm-hmm. And a lot of those things, I kind of have to bring them down to earth and say, yeah, because they can learn that on YouTube from someone else. Mm-hmm. So you want them to learn it from you. So they're excited about you so that they want, so that then they say, Hey, I, w- I want you to, now I want you to hold my hand through this process. <laughs> Um, and so what are, the, what are some of the other things that you would, you would uh, advise a, an early stage business owner or someone thinking about launching a business? Okay. Another important thing is your idea. And um, by idea, what I mean is that, you know, there are many people who get so clouded by their passion that they're not able to think that passion does not translate to business all the time. Like mm-hmm. I can be a great cook, but can I run a successful restaurant? That is doubtful. It all depends on, you know, how good I am at running a business. And that is the reason that why so many bakeries fail. Because most of those people, they just know that, okay, we can bake really good cakes, but they don't know much about that, you know, how to run that business. And um, when you, so that's why when you're working on your idea, you have to like work on so many things. And one of the important thing is how is your idea different than others? I see many people, they jump in the same industry with the same kind of idea without any differentiation. And when they fail, they, they, are, they feel surprised. It's like, no, I cannot open another bakery. It has to be something different. You know, it needs to be, okay, I'm going to open a sugar-free vegan bakery in Brooklyn because in my neighborhood, there is no such bakery like that. That is like a more defined and differentiated business idea rather than just thinking that, okay, I'm going to open another bakery in this neighborhood where there are already three, four bakeries. Mm -hmm. So it's like you have to understand that, you know, your idea needs to be very unique and differentiated. Otherwise, you know, if you cannot convince yourself why anybody should buy from you, you won't be able to convince even other people, you know, like your customers. Absolutely. It makes a lot of sense. You know, just because you make cakes doesn't mean you know how to make dough. So we're going to take a quick break right now. We'll be right back after this message. During this interview, Pujo was talking about the importance of research, knowing your market, getting primary data. Take a moment to introduce you to one of my clients, Samara. She runs Value Star Advisory. You can find her on Facebook at facebook.com slash Advisory and reach her through there. She does feasibility studies, market analysis, and all that other nitty gritty research. So if you heard research and you're like, yeah, that sounds important, but I don't know how to do it, contact Samara. She'll help you out. That's facebook.com slash Advisory. Now let's get back to the interview with some more great tips from Pooja Agnihotri. All right, we're back with Pooja Agnihotri of BizAdMark. Um, so during the break there, uh, we were talking a little bit about the um, the future of marketing. So, so what do you think is coming down the line with marketing, which is you know very rapidly changing field, especially in the digital space? So one thing that I have noticed about marketing is uh, it's not what it used to be. It's Mm -hmm. like, even if I make the product, you know, 
exactly matching the needs and preferences of my customer, there is still a possibility that I won't be able to sell it. Because the customers these days, they don't just look for the kind of product you're making, but they also look the kind of values you have as a brand. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think the future of marketing is more about purpose-driven marketing. It's not data-driven marketing, it is purpose-driven marketing. You as a business owner need to have some values and you have to stick to those values because customers are no longer buying things from any businesses. They buy things from a business whose values matches with their values. I mean, I personally know so many people who boycotted so many businesses because um, you know, they are mistreating their employees or they are against saving the environment or um, they, some of one of their employees passed some racist remarks. Mm -hmm. So that's why, you know, brand values are becoming more and more important these days. And I'll say, don't be scared to take a stand. Yeah. Well, and also if you don't take a stand, then you're, mm -hmm. you're a blank canvas. If, especially for a larger company, if one of your employees does say something mm -hmm. in public uh, or, or you know, if you have a track record of being, of, of holding a particular set of values and one of your employees says something out of line with that, mm -hmm. then you can appeal to, well, look at what we've said for the last five years. Yeah. Uh, whereas if, you, if you've stayed completely uh, apolitical and, and just, you know, you just talked about chicken, it's chicken restaurant, nothing else, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then you've got nothing to point to. And, and that's what people see on the blank canvas of, oh, oh, that's a, now we know what they really stand for. <laughs> It's definitely a big, yes. big issue. Um, now, especially now, there's this gotcha culture where everyone's like, aha, aha, we got you. <laughs> yes, I totally agree with you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so so what would you recommend uh, for a business that that you know doesn't want to be on the wrong side of things, um, but also doesn't, you know, they can't stay out of it, but they don't mm -hmm. want to get too into it. How, how would you recommend they, they kind of balance that tightrope? I mean, what I suggest to the clients that I work with is like that, you know, start treating your business as a person, as a human being, you know, start humanizing your business. It's like you have some values and now you have to think, you know, what kind of values your business should have because it's a person now. It's not a thing mm -hmm. anymore. So, you know, it's like, uh, does your business support, let's say, ABC idea? Does your business support, you know, climate climate, something related to climate, or, you mm -hmm. know, is your business yep. like support, like equal rights for everyone. So those are the kind of things that, you know, when you're starting your business, you have to define your values and then you have to stick to your values. And uh, another thing that I tell my clients is um, that uh, even though social media, it seems like a pretty simple channel, you know, you can just go there and post something. But you, I suggest that, you know, you need to be extremely careful how you use social media because mm -hmm. it can hurt your brand image if you don't post something right. Oh, yeah. So Definitely true. Yes, yeah. so it's like you have to, like, always manage your reputation. Mm-hmm. Yep. And actually, as uh, on the, the day we're recording this, um, later this evening, I'm doing a, uh, a Facebook Live about how to communicate on Facebook without mm -hmm. upsetting people. Uh, and I think I think a lot of it comes down to what you're associating your your values with. So, mm -hmm. so so if you say um, I believe in in uh, taking good care of workers, and I think that people should get a good good fair wage, mm 
then far fewer people are going to disagree with that. Not a lot of people are like, you know, I don't think workers should get a good wage. I, I disagree with that. Uh, most people are going to be down with that. Whereas if you say, I support Biden or I support mm-hmm. Trump, mm-hmm. now you're getting into this red team, blue team thing. So yeah. it's much better to talk about values and ideas than parties and candidates and mm-hmm. and things that have, have the ideas pre-bundled for you. When you're talking about your own ideas, then you can have a discussion and you know more mm-hmm. nuanced discussion of, I believe that workers should be paid well, but I also believe that some small businesses might have a challenge, uh, you know, paying those higher minimum wages and there'd be, a, there'd be a, an effect of that. Mm-hmm. It, you know, there's, there's some people I know who I disagree with them on the conclusions they come to, mm-hmm. but I think that they are very rational, thoughtful people in getting to those conclusions. So I'd still do business with them because they seem like good, solid, moral people who just came to a different economic idea than I did, as opposed to if they're just like, yay, Trump, yay, Biden. <laughs> you know, at that point, you're like, I, I can't talk to you. you you're just... <laughs> You're, you're you're on the purple team and I'm on the green team, so uh, we, we can't be friends. Yeah, I mean, you're right that we are always going to have differences, but we have to just learn, you know, how to, like, talk to each other mm-hmm. without, like, uh, getting influenced by those differences. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and, and there's there's some marketing psychology going on there, too, that there's there's branding of these ideas. And I think some people don't realize that they're they're – buying into the branding of the idea that they're that they're espousing uh, mm-hmm. without without realizing it so it's a it's a very multi-layered game which is why there's experts like you out there helping guide mm-hmm. people through it mm-hmm. um and uh, so uh, you want to talk a little about marketing strategy as well for for someone who's getting a business started and um so yes so talk a little bit about that okay so uh one thing that uh, many business owners they don't remember is the importance of marketing strategy mm-hmm. i mean i see a lot of people i mean what they are going to do is like okay we have to start posting on social media we're going to post one or two blogs but everything they are doing is without any strategy it's like why are you posting things on social media what is your purpose and uh, is what you are doing currently at your social media is it contributing to your long term goal or not so mm-hmm. that is why strategy becomes very important that, you know, if without any strategy, if you do anything, it's not going to contribute to your goals. It's going to be just a waste of your time and resources. So I always say that whatever channel you choose for marketing, you know, digital or non-digital, but always remember that first you have to work on your strategy. And then according to that strategy, you have to implement it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and one more thing is um, yeah. uh, I see many people who just copy ideas from internet and they just apply to their business. Like, you know, uh-huh. if I own a restaurant, I just go on internet and I'll be like, okay, what is like the marketing plan for running a restaurant? And I'll just copy that idea. But <laughs> people don't understand that, you know, it's like... Um, Every business is different. You know, if you are same, then first you have to like reconsider your idea. And yep. if you are different, then you cannot use the same strategy because you want to like go ahead of them. You don't want to like stand and become a part of the crowd. And uh, that's why start focusing on a strategy and don't do anything without that. If you want to be like, if you want to have a successful business. Yeah, so it's basically start from the strategy and then work down to the tactics and 
mm-hmm. and figure out exactly what's going to be. Um, speaking of tactics of podcasts, we're going to take a quick break for this message and then we'll be right back and, and go a little bit deeper into that. So I promised at the beginning of the show that I would share with you how you can affiliate with me and help me spread my mission. Now, for those of you who don't know my mission, my mission is not just to do some coaching and teach people. My mission is nothing less than changing the world of how people work and how they make money. Yeah, small goal. But I believe that if everyone knew what their value was and how they could make money and that they could get another job pretty easily through networking, even if they don't want to start their own business, it would absolutely profoundly change the world of work, the world of wages, the labor market, the whole thing. So if you get excited about that mission like I do, and if you'd like to help me spread the word and spread my programs and make a few bucks at it, you might be interested in being part of my affiliate army. Go to guywhoknowsaguy.com slash affiliate or guywhoknowsaguy.com slash affiliate. You realize affiliate and affiliate are spelled the same way? A-F-F-I-L-I-A-T-E. Guywhoknowsaguy.com slash affiliate for all the details, a bit more about my mission, and how to sign up as an affiliate with my program so you can share the word about my programs, get a little bit of commission for sharing it when you when they sign up, and help your friends, help your network to get access to the resources I'm sharing. So guywhoknowsaguy.com slash affiliate. Now back to the interview with Pooja. And we're back with Pooja Ag- Agnihotri. 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 Okay. <laughs> Did I say it right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, if you listen back to the, the first season of um, of the Guy Knows the Guy podcast, uh, I mispronounced almost everyone's name. So <laughs> it's kind of a running joke of, you know, you're on the Guy Knows the Guy podcast because I mispronounced your name. Welcome. <laughs> Um, so we we're talking before the break about uh, strategy and tactics, uh, and I think you know you're, you're totally right about having to to know why you're doing it. You know, you see people who who post on a Facebook page like it's a blog. You know, on a blog you can get away with posting once a week or once once a month. A Facebook page you have to post daily or twice daily, and mm-hmm. and if you don't have the right kind of content and the right rhythm, mm-hmm. then as I said, it's it's not you know it's not going to work. So. Um, so talk a little bit about, you know, maybe how you develop your strategy first and then find the platforms that would serve that strategy. So, I mean, every business will have a different strategy because the ideas are different. Your target audience is going to be different. Your target market is going to be different. And the goals that you want to achieve are going to be different. Mm-hmm. So um, your mission is very important in deciding your strategy because your strategy needs to be aligned in terms of your mission. And um, so, I mean, the way you wanna start forming a strategy is you wanna do a thorough research about your industry, Mm -hmm. about your market, your competitors, and um, the environment, your business environment, you know, like our business is like always influenced by so many factors. You know, it's influenced by when environment changes, when demographic changes. So you have to do a thorough research. Then that research combined with your goals, then based on those two things, you have to come up with your strategy. And now is his strategy in terms of like the, the messaging and the delivery for that messaging platforms, those sorts of things? Yeah, I mean, it includes everything, you know, like it will be like, uh, let's say that... Um, um, I have some kind of business and I did all my research and I decided, okay, 
that in five years I want to be here. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, I'm going to like my strategy, what it's going to include is what all kind of channels I should use for reaching that goal. And, um, you know, do I have to do, do I have to be on social media or do mm -hmm. I have to run a podcast? Do I have to do email marketing? Do I have to run a TV ad? So I have to like uh, now analyze every channel and see if that channel is actually going to contribute to that goal or not. If it's not going to contribute to that goal, we have to skip that channel for the time being. And yep. if it is going to contribute, then, you know, we have to decide that, you know, how we are going to run that channel. So it actually like helps us in progressing our business. You know, we don't want to like be that after five years, uh, like uh, let's say we started our Instagram channel and even after five years, you know, we are not seeing any results from our Instagram. Yeah, well, and, and so, so I know a lot of my, my uh, listeners are what I call hyper early stage entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Some of them aren't entrepreneurs at all. They may be working at a job and thinking about gained entrepreneurship or they're they're freelancing or whatnot. So they don't really have much of a marketing budget. They were, they're kind of mm -hmm. um, maybe considering trying to build their personal brand in advance of launching a business. Uh, what are some platforms and strategies you think could work well for people who are, you know, have a minimal budget, a little bit of time and not a lot of marketing background, but want to just get their name out and get and just get the, the process started of building a brand, a personal brand? Okay. So, I mean, if it's come about, um, if you're talking about building a personal brand, then I'll say social media is very important. Mm -hmm. And it also depends on, you know, like what kind of image you're trying to build. Because most of these channels, you know, are uh, very competitive and also very crowded. So you have to like think about the kind of image that you're trying to build that, you know, because for some persons, like for some people, maybe podcast will be a good platform. But for some mm -hmm. other, maybe YouTube will be a better platform because, you know, people want to see you. And for some other, maybe just like uh, running a blog will be a good idea. Yeah. And also, I think another thing people need to realize is that, is that everyone is unique. And mm -hmm. so some people compare themselves and, you know, maybe they want to get into web design, but they're not a, a world-class web designer yet. Uh, mm -hmm. But but they can make a simple page or they want to get mm -hmm. into, maybe they're, they're an artist and they're not hanging in galleries around the world, but their art's pretty good. And, and everyone's got some kind of audience. Uh, and mm -hmm. so sometimes... You know, it's, it's certainly important to identify what makes you unique and what makes you stand out. But at the same time, don't get overwhelmed by that and be like, oh, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, no one's better. You know, everyone's better than me and I'm not that great. Well, there's, there might well be something you bring to it that people will, that people will, will like and want to work with. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, when I first started as a coach, I'm like, there's so many other coaches out there and, and they're doing, <laughs> they got programs, they have this, and they have that. And then I'd talk to people and they'd say, yeah, I want to talk to you. I don't want because a lot of the coaches, they're more hands-off. Mm -hmm. They're like, take my course or take my, um, watch this video, watch this webinar. Mm -hmm. And my program is much more about individual and group mm -hmm. coaching with me in the room, uh, virtually, of course, uh, you know, mm -hmm. guiding people. And that's, I, I realize that I bring something to that uniquely that mm -hmm. no one else is me. And I'm pretty good at being me. I've been practicing for a while. So, yes. <laughs> so they like that. And so, so you know, social media is a great platform for putting across what is what is you mm -hmm. yes that is for sure and uh, you know it's like it's all about you have to be unique you cannot be just any other person who is already there on social media mm -hmm. and um, another thing that you have to remember is always keep practicing I believe yeah. in this quote that I 
read in Outliers. Uh, mm -hmm. Have you read that book? Outliers? Oh, yeah, yeah. The yes. 10,000 hours. Yeah, 10,000 hours. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, many people, they start calling themselves an expert even before they finish 10,000 hours. I'm not saying that the number has to be 10,000 hours exactly, but I think it needs a lot of practice before you reach that stage where you have enough expertise to sell it to others. Absolutely. So it's like if you don't have it, you know, don't lose hope, but keep practicing because you will be there someday. And then, you know, you'll be able to like run a very good business. Of course. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes, you know, not, not everyone needs the full-fledged expert. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, take the, the web designer, for example. Um, some businesses need the $5,000 website that can that does all the analytics tracking and the, the web store and this and that. And some businesses need a digital business card. Yes. Uh, you know, they need a good Wix site or Weebly site and they don't have time to set up themselves or learn how to do it. So, you know, someone who's, who's getting into it can start there and then work up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when they're, their first website is a, a cheapy little thing they make for 300 bucks. And five years later, they're making the $5,000 websites because they've learned how to do it and they develop the skills. Um, but as I say, keep practicing, get started, get started where you are and find people who need what you have where you are. Um, and uh, so, so for you, uh, Pooja, what sets you apart from all other marketing people? Um, so what sets me apart is um, first, you know, I have a background in technology mm -hmm. and marketing. Of course. So yeah. I, I did my undergrad in uh, computers. So mm -hmm. after that, you know, I was a web developer for some time. So I get to see the back end of most of the websites. You know, most of these okay. e-commerce websites, when they were like brand new, like um, Ralph Lauren and all, I was working on those websites. So oh wow, okay. I get to see all the back end. You know how we were installing like PayPal and all those things. So I was learning at a very early stage that, you know, how these e-commerce websites are designed. And uh, then I did my marketing and, uh, you know, I was able to combine those two knowledge together because it looks like that, you know, I chose very clashing courses, but I'll say that, you know, they kind of go together because right now we are more into digital marketing rather than just any kind of marketing. And I think when it comes to digital marketing, I think understanding of how these websites work is kind of very helpful. Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah uh, I've, I've definitely seen web designers who can design a pretty website, but don't get the marketing behind it. Yes. So having both skills together is, is crucial. Yes. And another thing that I noticed is um, um, that uh, everybody just started focusing on data-driven marketing. And uh, I think in this race to be like a data-driven company, people forgot about creativity. But creativity is very important. You know, people don't remember numbers. People will always remember a story and, you know, your creative things and, you know, art and all. Nobody remembers numbers. Mm -hmm. So it's like um, even if data-driven is gaining popularity, creativity is not going out of the industry it is still yep. going to be there and you know we have to like find a way of doing marketing that uses them that uses both things in a balance absolutely no that, that's mm -hmm. awesome um and so we got uh, just about one minute left is there anything mm -hmm. else you'd like to share before we we part ways any other thing uh, i mean including how to reach you, you know, your website and all that okay so i mean if uh, so if you think that, you know, something is missing in your strategy or if you don't have any strategy, mm -hmm. then I think um, 
uh, it would be a good idea that we should talk Sounds because uh, something is missing for sure. And like another thing that I say to my clients that, you know, everybody can run online ads, but 90% of the ads are being ignored because they lack creativity. So if mm -hmm. you think that, you know, even your ads are being ignored or, you know, if you're not heard in the crowd, you're not seen in the crowd or, you know, you're not loved by your customers, then I think uh, it's time for us to talk. And uh, BizAdMark is the company. Yep. So it's bizadmark.com, as in business advertising marketing. Yes. Bizadmark.com. Mm -hmm. And so on there, they can they can set up a set up a call and do do all that to get in touch with you. Yes, that's the way. Fantastic. And of course, that'll be in the show notes as well, so that uh, people will find you. And of course, you'll get that little SEO boost from being in our show notes. So it's good <laughs> good place to be. Part of the benefit of being on podcasts for marketing purposes. Well, uh, Pooja, it's been great to have you on the show and uh, you've had a lot of great tips and advice for our audience and I appreciate you sharing. Lovely talking to you, Michael. It was my pleasure. This is the last word for Michael Williams. Don't tell me what you can't do. Tell me what you can do. I talk to a lot of people online and often I share motivational messages. It's kind of what I do. I run another podcast called Michael's Motivation. I'm all about that. And I will get this pushback of, well, I can't do that because of this. I've got kids at home and that makes it impossible for me to have a second income. I've got this condition. I have to go to a lot of doctors and that takes up 20 hours of my week. Okay, great. That's what you can't do. You've got a bunch of time taken up doing this. I understand that. You have limitations. I also have limitations, but tell me what you can do. All right, there's a line in the movie Apollo 13 where Gene Krantz says, let's look at this from a position of status. What's still good in the spacecraft? Yeah, a bunch of stuff was broken. A bunch of it had blown up and blasted into space. But what did they have left? What was good? That's what they focused on. That's how they brought the astronauts home safely. Same thing for you. Okay, you've got kids. You've got a disability. You've got a challenge. You've got debt. You've got uh, emotional challenges. Whatever it is. Okay, that's what you don't have. But what do you have? What can you do? Do you have access to the internet? You probably do. You listen to a podcast. Do you have the use of, you know, you can't walk. Do you have the use of your arms? Okay, got two good arms. Well, that's two more than zero. You got something. Can you see? Good. Can you hear? Awesome. Can you, okay, maybe you can't, can't hear, but you can see. You can't see, but you can hear. Whatever. What do you have that you can deploy? What connections do you have? Well, I don't have a lot of connections, but I have a couple. All right. Do you have a desire to have more? Great. Make a list of what you can do. When I hear people tell me all the reasons they can't, they can't, they can't, it, it tells me they're never going to get anything done. Now, I know because I've been that guy. I've been that guy and I've been the one well, I can't do that. I don't have that skill. I don't have that trade. I'm not a natural born salesman. I, I don't have, I don't have the attention span. I don't have the memory. You know, I, I just can't do it. I can't, I can't, I can't. And when I gave up on the excuses, when I actually said, you know what, let me give them the excuse. What can I do? What, what can I do? That's when I discovered what I could do. And of course, you know, what really made me able to do is being forced to. When you have to, you discover it. People say to me, hey, Michael, how do you stick with it so well? How do you have so much perseverance? Easy. I don't have a choice. It's this or starve to death. I don't want to starve to death. So I keep working, right? I am constitutionally incapable of getting a regular job and keeping it. I could get one. Got a whole strategy for it. Teach an whole strategy on it. 
But if I got it, I couldn't keep it. Because that's not me. It's not how I work. I don't have that. That's a pretty big challenge to work with. But it's forced me to do better. It's forced me to build a business where I can help people and honestly do what I love doing, which is speaking and helping people. Two of my favorite things, speaking and helping people. I also love running events. If I can get that in there, then I'll be living my living my absolute dream. And I certainly will be when, when uh, the pandemic's over. So don't worry about what you can't do. Think about what you can do. And if you can't do something, what can you do with the resources you have at your disposal to work around it or to develop a, a replacement, a complementary, a supplementary strategy or capability to get around that? Because I promise you that when you focus on what you can do and not what you can't, you'll be amazed, amazed at what you're able to get done and amazed at what you're capable of, regardless of what you thought your limitations were. And that's my last word. This is the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast with Michael Whitehouse. Technical advice and support by Patrick O'Chang of Solutions. Segment introductions by Amy Whitehouse and Rowan Whitehouse. Our theme song is composed by Patrick Howard of Four Unicorns Design. Other music was Bits and Bites by Klaus Appel from filmmusic.io. Find us on the web at www.guywhoknowsaguy.com. Questions can be submitted in written form or as an audio file to michael at guywhoknowsaguy.com and we'll answer them on the air, either me alone or with one of our guest hosts. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. You can also follow The Guy Who Knows a Guy on Facebook at facebook.com slash theguywhoknowsaguy. If you know someone who'd enjoy this episode or this podcast, we welcome you to share our links with them. And now stay tuned for a quick bit of bonus content. Bonus segment. As I mentioned, at the end of our interview, Pooja and I chatted. Uh, she started asking me questions, interviewing me. And so we turned the microphone of the recording back on. And uh, here's a quick bonus interview where uh, Pooja Agnihotri, our guest, interviews our host. She becomes the host. I become the guest. We had some fun. And I wanted to share it with you. So after we finished her interview, uh, Pooja started asking me some questions, and I said, hey, should we start recording again? She said, sure. So here's a bonus interview where my guest interviews me. So Pooja, go ahead with the, the question you were just asking. <laughs> Hello, everyone. So our guest tonight is Michael, and uh, I have a few questions for him. So Michael, first, I mean, how did you develop interest in networking? Uh, well, I developed the interest because I had to. Uh, actually, as, as explained in my book, it first started when I was trying to, uh, and I, I had an abortive effort at uh, being a financial advisor, where the company, they were teaching me all the financial stuff, but none of the marketing stuff. And I'd, I'd gotten this book called Never Eat Alone by Keith Ferrazzi, and it gave me this networking concept. And I said, oh, okay, I'll just do that. And so I started doing that and didn't really know how to connect all the dots to build my business out of it. But that's how I started. And then in 2014, I moved out here to Southeast Connecticut, knowing nobody. And again, kind of had a, a half-baked idea of doing some kind of consulting, coaching, something or other. Um, not quite as well-defined as I have now, obviously. Uh, but but I said, I know nobody. I need to know people. I know that. So let's get started there and just jumped in with both feet. And when you don't know anybody, you know you need it. Mm -hmm. So So I learned by just trying 
a lot really hard and then suddenly discovered like, hey, I know all these people. I've got all these connections. You know, one of the first people I met was the uh, the, the chairman of the Mohegan Gaming Commission, who's effectively the, the chairman of the board of Mohegan Sun. So, you know, and I met him at a random networking event I went to and I said, huh, it's actually really easy to meet people when you just set about to do it on purpose. So that's how I got going. I just kept going. Wow, that sounds amazing. I mean, humans mm-hmm. are not so complicated. I think we all should start talking to them. Yep. So, well, yeah, and that's the thing. It's mm-hmm. it's just talk to people. You know, mm-hmm. one of the chapters in my book is, uh, is they're just people. You know, you get so intimidated. And I used to get so intimidated, like, oh, my God, I can't talk to that person. <laughs> and then I'd meet them and not realize who they were until I was talking to them. I'd be like, well, mm-hmm. you're just, just some guy. You know, I met the CEO of Foxwoods, and mm-hmm. all he talked about was his dog. You know, he's just a guy who loves his dog, who happens to be the CEO of a billion-dollar casino. Um, but yeah. Yeah, you're saying? For sure. I mean, I think everyone has a story to tell. Mm-hmm. Only, I mean, you just need to be interested in that story, and everybody is going to talk to you. Absolutely. So, I mean, what kind of advice would you give to people like us, you know, business owners or who are trying to set up our business? Um, well, I mean, the, the first thing is, is to have the right networking attitude. Um, so the, the first step is that you can do it. So it's easy to meet people, just, you know, get out there and meet them. Uh, the second is to know what you have to offer. Cause I think a lot of people, uh, good, good, honest, moral people are worried about, oh, I don't want to waste their time. I don't know if I have any value to give them because other people will be like, I don't care about their time. I just want to, I want something from them. But the good people are the ones who are, who are like, Oh, I don't know if I want to, if I want to talk to them. I don't know if they want to talk to me. Everyone's got something to offer, as as we're talking in the in the the main part of the interview about how uh, you know focus on what makes you unique and what your your unique value proposition is. But then approach every interaction with the intention of giving. Mm-hmm. You don't don't go to someone and say, "What can I take from them? What can I get from them?" You instead want to approach them with a with more of an attitude of, "What can I give them?" What and, and you may think like they're a big shot CEO, they're the you know, senator, they're whatever, what can I possibly offer? But you've got connections they don't, you've got experiences they don't, you've got, for some people, it's just time. Um, I, I don't know if you're, you're familiar with uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, mm-hmm. but, um, but uh, you know, D-Rock, his, his video guy, the, they, they had this great exchange we started because D-Rock's mm-hmm. like, hey, I will follow you around and do your video stuff for free if you let me follow you around to do your video stuff. Mm-hmm. And Gary was like, sure, I need someone <laughs> to do that for me. I don't have time. <laughs> so you know, Gary was at that at that time fairly well known hmm. and kind of a big deal, but and D Rock was a nobody, but he had the time. He had the uh you know, he could invest that and that was appreciated. So there's always you've always got something to offer. It if nothing else, it's your appreciation. If someone's a big deal, mm-hmm. everyone still likes to good honest not flattery, but you know, good honest appreciation of of like, hey, I'm really impressed by what you do. I'd love to learn from you. Mm-hmm. You seem so smart. I just love to just learn a little bit of that. And most people be like, hey, I'm pretty smart, aren't I? Yeah, I could teach you something. Okay. <laughs> yeah. For sure. I mean, um, like you said, you know, I completely agree with that. Every person is unique. And I think mm-hmm. uh, we have to just focus on that. We don't have to be like any other person. And, yeah. you know, this is our uniqueness, which is going to, like, help us reach the heights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what I'm talking about in the in the the talk I'm doing tonight. Of course, it'll be three weeks ago by the time people hear this. But uh, the talk I'm doing tonight is 
uh, you know, the way you stay out of trouble online is share your own ideas, not other people's ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, don't just share memes, but if you have an opinion on minimum wage, share your opinion. But why? Where does it come from? What's the philosophy? Yeah. What's the research? What's the, the science, the math? Not just, oh, people deserve to be treated well. Yeah, of course <laughs> people deserve to be treated well. I don't think anyone disagrees with that. But, but you know, actually get into some nuance and some some uh, some ideas there. So, uh, you have any more questions for me before before I get on to my next call? Uh, no, I think it was wonderful talking to you and learning so much about you. Absolutely, yeah, it's fun to fun to get interviewed in my own my own show in a bonus segment. So, <laughs> so there you go. Well, thank you very much for for having me on my show. <laughs> thank you for talking to me. JV Connect is coming up quick, December 12th and 13th. If you are looking for a networking event where you can meet people who aren't looking to just pitch you or take, but actually want to collaborate, build strategic partnerships, joint ventures, maybe even find some mentors, some coaches, people to support you, accountability partners, who knows? If you're looking for good people in an environment that's not stressful, but is set up to give you a lot of great connections in an efficient amount of time, check out JV Connect jv-connect.com. That's jv-connect.com, December 12th and 13th, 2023. We'll see you there.